welcome to the podcast. Pilates for PTs, from business to clinical. Hi, y'all. My name is Stephen Dunn. I co-own Core Therapy and Pilates in Austin, Texas, and I'm the founder of Pilates for PTs. I've been a physical therapist for over 20 years, and I've been teaching Pilates and gyrotonic in my physical therapy practice for the last 15 years. In this podcast, I interview experts from all over the world so that you can learn more on how to grow your business or how to improve your clinical skills as a Pilates instructor in the physical therapy world. Thanks for listening. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome, welcome. My name is Stephen Dunn. I'm the founder of Pilates for PT. And today I have a guest on the podcast, and it's a live podcast. And I have with me uh, Adam Potts. And Adam Potts is someone that I have recently ran across, gotten to know, basically based on our alternative view of physical therapy or our, our different take on physical therapy. And with that said, I want to introduce Adam Potts, Dr. Adam Potts, and have you, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. And then I want you to tell us a little bit about your Tai Chi, because that's really what I'm interested to hear and learn more about. Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, I was really excited about this, um, just to connect with other people, especially during these COVID-19 times. Um, so these platforms are great, and I hope to see more and more of it. And, you know, I hope it continues on even after, because it's just so convenient to get the word out on our messages that we want to we wanna send and how we want to serve people. So, um, so yeah, my name's Adam. Um, so let's see, I can start where, way back where I grew up in Boston, in the Boston area. Um, but now I live in Asheville, North Carolina. And so I moved down here because my wife's sister did. And we came down to visit and we're like, yep, this is where we want to be. <laughs> so we loved it down. We love it down here. Um, and so, yeah, I, I went to school up in, up in the Boston area, though. So I went, to, uh, I went to school for exercise physiology, got really into fitness and fitness training. And then, um, then I went into uh, physical therapy school. And so, um, yeah, that was kind of how uh, it started. But what really started me on my journey was when I was in the Marine Corps. And so that was before I went into college. Um, right out of high school, I went into the Marines for four years and three months. I got extended for an extra three months to do my second tour in Iraq. So, <laughs> yeah, as I got voluntold to go over a second time. Voluntold, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I that was an interesting experience as an 18 to 22 year old man. Yeah, yeah. I got to really see a lot of the world before I was even, you know, 21, 22. So did my first year in Japan. So I went over there for a year. Um, that was when 9-11 happened. And then when I got back, then I kind of shipped right back out to um, to Iraq. So, but yeah, it was interesting, though, because when I was in Iraq, well, actually, I was in Kuwait. We were waiting to go into uh, into Iraq and because I was in the first wave that went in and I was really kind of uh, feeling alone I mean I was with my fellow Marines but a lot of them I had just came back from Japan so I was at a new duty station and so I didn't really know them very well I mean I knew um, you know I was probably maybe six or seven months I pretty much knew them so so I wasn't really around anyone like my family um, I was uh, not around any of my like friends that I had deep connections with. And so I was really feeling alone and kind of like, just, I just had never felt that. Cause I've always, I, you know, I grew up in the Boston area, so we're surrounded by people, you know, it's kind of crowded up there. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so um, 
So I'll, I'll tell you. So what happened was what really started my spiritual practice was when um, and eventually led to Tai Chi was I felt alone and I was like, man, I just feel like I need something. I like feel kind of empty. And so I actually started reading the Bible. Um, and so I grew up Catholic, but I, I never really was that focused on it. But, you know, they give us those books when we go overseas, you know. And so I had a little pocket Bible. So I'm like, yeah, I'll start reading it. And I started reading it. And I was just like, started thinking about not necessarily God, but it was more like I was just trying to look within. And I found this like this deeper, this deeper feeling of uh, basically all I can do is describe it as like this love, you know. And so um, and it wasn't really in the pages, though, because I kept reading and and then it was like a glimpse and then it kind of went away. And then I started looking through, you know, I was reading and reading. I'm like, I got to find it, you know, <laughs> and I didn't really find much else. Uh, and then so I went through the Marines and then I got out then back to school. So I'm, I'm in school for exercise physiology. And then um, uh, I was I was wanting to get more uh, flexible because I was doing a lot of weightlifting. I got really into weightlifting in the Marines. And so I was like, oh, maybe And my sister's like she got me a yoga DVD and I was for Christmas. And so I was like. All right, so I'll try that out, and um, yeah, so I was doing yoga to get more flexible. Probably a lot of people that you know maybe also have the same story, you know? Yeah, for sure. I yeah, love that. Yeah. You went from the Marines, you know, where you put on a lot of muscle, and they get you big and strong, and mm-hmm. then you got out of the Marines, and you found yoga as the thing that you wanted to do to work on your mobility and flexibility. But the, through the Bible, you found love, and which led you on a spiritual, a little bit of a spiritual path that is a part of your Tai Chi world. So again, I love how all these little pieces of the of the of the, the chapters will say are kind of coming together. So I love it. Continue on. Yeah, yeah. So I was uh, doing some yoga, but immediately when I first listened to the music, the it was like uh, you know the the flute. I think it was a Native American flute music, actually, the, the DVD that I listened to. And I just was like, oh, man, it's so peaceful. I love it. And then um, I started doing the practice. And I was like, this is way more to yoga than just flexibility. So, yeah. <laughs> so I went with it. And so I really get into things. You know, like I said, I went into the Marines. You know, I go full speed when I, when I do things. <laughs> um, and so I started doing yoga twice a day. Um, I eventually went to yoga school and became a teacher. Um, and so, but it was really around the same time I started doing yoga. I started looking into, okay, what are, what are some other of these spiritual practices. And so um, I started reading all about um, yoga. And then I, and then I ran into um, Tai Chi and Qigong, which is like the, I call it the easier version of Tai Chi. <laughs> it's what Tai Chi came from. Um, and, uh, and I was learning about this stuff called Qi. And I was like, oh, man, what is that? It's really interesting. You know, never heard. You know, you see it about it. You see like these movies, like the Kung Fu movies and all these like, you know, mysterious things that happen. So it's like, oh, what's going on there? And um, but then, so another event happened, and then so I got into trouble drinking actually, and so I had to quit drinking, and so I was like, oh man, I, what am I going to do? You know, I can't. You know, I was in school, I didn't want to like, you know, I wanted to be a PT, so I'm like, I can't get into any more trouble and not, you know, that won't reach my goals. You know, I won't be able to serve people the way I want. Um, and so I quit drinking, and that was about 12 years ago or 13 now, maybe even. So um, yeah, I haven't had. I drink since and my life changed so much since then. Um, and so what I did though, was I was, I, I needed something to replace the drinking with. So I started to meditate, you know, based on like, I was, you know, doing yoga, learning about this chi, learning about Tai Chi and Qigong and all this stuff. So, and, 
and what was common and even in 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 christianity you know there's this a big focus on um meditation you know maybe not as much focus more on praying in christianity but they do you know if you read through some of the stuff they do talk about it um and so this meditation was this universal practice that you could do no matter what you believe in. And so I was like, oh, okay, I love that. So I started doing that twice a day. <laughs> so yeah. doing yoga, meditating, and then um, and learning about Tai Chi and Qigong. And then I actually got some DVDs um, probably about a year after I started doing the yoga. And I started just doing them all together. And so I just started to do yoga one day, Tai Chi and Qigong another day meditate every day that's the core of my practice to this day too and it just saved it, i really think it saved my life it was just really really uh, an amazing thing where was pt school in that process was pt school before tai chi or was pt school for uh after tai chi after i got all of this i got into most of the stuff when i was an undergrad in exercise physiology so but i was at umass lowell up in massachusetts um and then i i went to undergrad and grad school there so i just kind of went did my whole school in there. Got it. And so by the time you went to PT school, you really had, a, again, many chapters between your Marines, between your, your, your journey with alcohol and your, your, you know, stopping it and kudos to you, man. Uh, I grew up in New Orleans, so I know a lot of, a lot of folks that have, have had trouble with alcohol and my family and friends. So, uh, c congratulations and thank you for your service in the Marines. Um, but you've had an interesting journey just to get to PT school, um, going through the stuff and learning about meditation, love, yoga, uh, Tai Chi, and Qigong, and then you go to PT school. Did PT school try to, like, take some of that out of you? Did, did, did you – how did you handle that, like, approach from PT school compared to where you came from? Yeah, I mean, it definitely didn't focus on some of those deeper spiritual things, you know, especially as a PT, you know, it's – you know, very mechanical at times, but you know, the, especially nowadays though, when we talk about the pain science and they always talked about this, the, this ICF model where we take the whole person into account. So not only their physical, not only their, whatever, you know, pathologies they might have, but also their lifestyle and, and what other stuff they're doing. And even, you know, now even um, it's in our scope to talk about nutrition and stuff like that. So it's, it's starting to grow. I think with people's demand, you know, I think the public, is wanting more and it takes a long time to catch up, but I think we're doing it. And I think this is, um, part of it is just fine. It's just trying things out, you know, trying all these different practices and trying to integrate them because there's not really one. What, what I found is there's not one practice that has it all, you know, there's yeah. always something, you know, so like PT is great for healing, um, especially for injuries. Um, and then, you know, but then it's, miss, you know, sometimes it is missing the spiritual part. So that's where we can add in some mindfulness or add, add in some principles from yoga and Tai Chi and, and meditation. And, and all those things can just, you know, they, they just really go together well. And, and not that you have to do all of them, but uh, I mean, I like to, but, <laughs> but sometimes there's not enough time in the day. <laughs> and the clients really, from, from my perspective in my business, the clients love that approach on our side where we're approaching the mental, the physical, the, the, the biomechanical, but also giving them a space to like, you know, it, it to be, it to be more than biomechanical and it come from a different place. Um, and just being willing to teach people to breathe and, and make them focus and concentrate on something other than like, what's the next thing I got to do right now? So I, I love that. Now, for me, I was a PT first and then I got interested in Pilates and it changed the way I did PT. Now, 
when you got out of PT school and you did your clinicals, and I'm sure in your clinicals you kind of had to jump the hoops of where you were working and doing, but then what did it take when you got out of school? How long did it take? What was the process for you to start implementing all of these things that you just talked about with all of your clients? Was that a journey? Or was that something you did immediately? Take, take us, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I, I actually, so when I was in PT school, you know, we do the clinicals. And so for my school, we basically had a month off each summer between classes. And then we had classes and clinicals here and there. But yeah, so we basically had a month off. And so it was my third year and I had that month off and I spent that month actually at yoga school. <laughs> I decided, yeah, I'm not going to take a break. I'm going to go right into, but it ended up being one of the most restorative things I've ever done. Um, it was funny because I was so into the science that I was tracking my heart rate variability the whole time. And so I had a strap that checked it in an app. Um, I think it was called iFleet. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, no, that's, that's a new one for me now. Yeah, there's another one called, Bi I think, Bioforce maybe or something, but but um, I haven't used it in a while. But, yeah, I, I had it. It's called iFleet, like I and then iFleet. Um, and anyway, so I, I wore it on my chest, and so I tracked my heart rate variability every morning. And it was a steady uh, – so my heart rate variability steadily climbed up as the – and that's a good thing for heart rate variability. So that means it becomes more variable so you can adapt to your situations better because you don't want your heart to just be steady the whole time like at the same rhythm because you know when you're running you want it to be faster when you you know so it means that um i basically was becoming more adaptive because i was doing this 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 practice where we did yoga for two times a, uh, at least two times a day but this was for a lot longer than i was doing and working on all these deeper aspects so so anyways so i was doing that so that was when i i it made a huge impact on me and i was like i i have to integrate this into my practice well i always wanted to i'm like i just felt like it was right to integrate it and so what I did was after I graduated, I actually taught some yoga because I actually went to a residency. So I did a one-year residency in Oregon for orthopedics to become an orthopedic clinical specialist in PT. And so I, so it, it took me about seven months, though, before I could get start the program. So within that, I started to teach yoga and Qigong, which is, like I said, it's kind of like the, a very basic form of Tai Chi um, and to simplify it, maybe a little too simplified, but. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so I was doing that and doing some personal training on the side. Um, and then I went to my residency and then I started to, started to, you know, work as a PT at that point. And so when I was doing that, then I was integrating all these things. Um, I was trying to integrate, integrate them all right away. So everyone that I saw got a breathing exercise, everyone. And I, and then there's people that, um, then I, I realized that not everyone, you know, that's maybe not, you know thing to start off with for everyone because some people you know they need to do other things and then maybe go into more of the, the stuff that's not quite specific to their you know complaint or whatever um but anyways yeah i started i started to integrate breathing exercises um you know with everyone and then anyone that was open to it i would do short guided meditations for like five minutes even maybe even three and even if it was like a body scan just to get people more aware of their body because in my mind it made sense that the more aware they are then the more, the better they'll get with their exercises and whatnot. But in my mind, it's also, I knew what it did to heart rate variability from a scientific perspective, from my own experience at least. And, you know, now there's just tons of research. So, so yeah, I started to integrate it right away. Um, but then I started to kind of back off from it a little bit because I kind of was like doubting. I'm like, oh, maybe I'm, I don't want to be pushing things on people. And, you know, and, and I wasn't quite that great as a PD at doing the mechanical stuff, you know. And so I was like, maybe I should just focus on that. 
And so it was a it was a journey where it was ups and downs where I um, integrated it here and there. And then especially people that did yoga or Tai Chi, then yeah, I would definitely add it in. But people that weren't, I was a little hesitant to just kind of say, okay, let's do some breathing. And they're just like, well, my, my, you know, my knee hurts. Why do I have to breathe? <laughs> so, um, so, but, and then, and then fast forward to today, I kind of have the same thing where I come from this level of all these experiences. So I don't necessarily have to give someone uh, a breathing exercise, but I come from the state, I think, that people respond to of, of this mindful state where um, I look at the whole person, they feel heard. And, um, and then I do have these techniques that we can add in as needed, um, especially people that are into that lifestyle. Got it, got it. And that makes a lot of sense because a lot of the people that find us, they're interested in Pilates as a part of their, they, don't, they, don't, they may not know that Pilates is a part of PT, but once they see that that's something they can have and that, that I incorporate Pilates into my therapy, it's, it's a selling point for many people. For many, they don't even understand or care or know what that is, and that's fine too. But the, because the people that actually understand Pilates, they already have a little bit of mindfulness. They've already been learning to breathe and learning to pay attention where their body is. Um, and Pilates and, and, and yoga are very different, and Tai Chi, I think, and all are, are all very different. But coming from this being aware of yourself within that body scheme, and I think is awesome. Um, because I, for me, I take through take someone through like a movement assessment where we're looking for that aggravating sign or that aggravating symptom like oh this hurts or this hurts well once we find that then we do the treatment and we recheck it um and so you're just not doing a mechanical assessment or a pain provocation assessment but just kind of a general body scan while they're are they sitting are they laying or does that depend yeah it just depends you know a lot of times i'll just do um you know, lying down is nice because you can just relax more. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah, especially if it's a brief one, like three to five minutes, you know, just to get people to just come out of their heads and into their body. And then what I do is um, try to find areas that are in pain. You, you can notice that. But then you find areas that are not in pain and focus on those. Because yeah. people, especially in chronic pain, they're so hypersensitized to focusing on that pain that they don't even realize that maybe yeah, they might be 90% of their body actually feels good. And if Got they it. focus on that, that becomes more of their, their in front of their mind. And so they, you know, they still have the pain, but they're not going around thinking like, um, you know, all I am is this pain, you know, like, so it just gives people perspective, I think. Um, and just this, you know, from a neurological perspective, you know, it just creates this physiology where people can just kind of get out of that threat response a little bit too. Which Got, I, it. Get out, get out of the fight or flight response, huh? Yeah, yeah, because we're all kind of walking around and at least a low grade. Some some of us a high grade stress response. Really? Yeah. So so let me ask you, with that being something you do in the clinic, do you have a digital recording of that or a video recording of that or something that you provide to clients to use at home? Um, so, you know, um, I do it. I do have some stuff recorded on my website. Actually, I have a, a business called beginwithbreath.com. and mm -hmm. I it actually it all started off as me wanting to just give my patients resources. And so I started to record guided meditations and then yoga videos and then uh, some Qigong. And then, um, but then it ended up, uh, but that's what it just started off as. So I kind of, I kind of um, started a business by mistake. I kind of think of it because <laughs> all of a sudden now that's my main thing is um, especially now that I'm not working at my, um, my, 
my brick and mortar clinic that I am I'm, I'm an employee of. Um, so now my whole thing right now is online telehealth PT. I also do health coaching from a functional medicine perspective because uh, I'm trained in that. And then also um, online Tai Chi classes. So I do group classes and then also private sessions. And we can go through traditional forms or the, um, the method I teach too, um, to groups is called Tai Chi Fit. Got it. Now, what's different about Tai Chi Fit than say um, regular Tai Chi? So I guess traditional Tai Chi is usually we think of it as five main styles based on the five families that made it big back in the day. And so the first one that was kind of developed was called Chen, Chen style. And that's um, Tai Chi where it's, it's, you have a lot of flowing motions and graceful circular motions, but also combined with explosive movements. And so it's a combination. And so that was the first one, but it's not the most popular one. The most popular style in the whole world is called Yang style, or it looks like Yang, but we say Yang. And so Yang style is all, basically the whole thing is just very graceful, flowing, circular movements. And there is some kicks. Um, uh, and then there's a couple of spins here and there, but overall it's very gentle. And it's, it's the most accessible, I think, uh, to people um, because it's there's some other styles, too, that they're, they're very gentle, too. But um, they're, in my opinion, they're just not quite as beautiful. They're not quite uh, as you don't make as big a movement. So you, it's it's very more internal. And so you work on this internal energy. Um, and so that's the tr- traditional style. And so the traditional styles, you typically learn it like a dance. You learn a sequence. And so the most popular in the world is the Yang style 24 movement form. And so that's 24 movements that you memorize and it can take weeks to learn it and even months. Um, and then you learn one and then you practice the movement, you practice the movement and then you learn the second and then you start to weave them together. Cause ultimately with Tai Chi, you'll, if you practice, you realize that you just never stop moving. And so it's very circular. There's not many edges. It's very much like nature. And that's the whole idea is that you learn to move like nature and because we are part of nature. And so um, and it, it just it has a really great healing effect. And so um, so the, the traditional styles are can be tough to learn. And, and I think that's why it's not as popular like yoga. You just follow along. But with Tai Chi, you kind of have to get the movement down. You get it right. You do drills. You practice it. And so they they say that you start off with 20 students as a teacher and you end up with like two oftentimes. You know, maybe yeah. more than that, but yes. Because people are like, oh, this is hard, and I have to memorize stuff. And and so I, I learned from my teacher, his name's David Dorian Ross, and he's kind of like the, I don't know, I guess the, uh, I think he he says he, he's uh, responsible for um, teaching Tai Chi to the most people in the whole country out of any other teacher, which I believe it because he worked for Gaiam, so he was on the DVDs, he was on PBS, and, you know, he was kind of like the, the Tai Chi guy, Um when it was really not popular at all. And, um, and so I look, so he actually developed a style kind of invented one called Tai Chi fit. And so it's more actually like yoga to where you follow along and you just do what you see and you don't have to memorize anything. You don't have to learn anything and you just follow along. So you can actually get into this flow on day one. And that's, that's the thing about traditional Tai Chi is it can take weeks or months before you get the, before you learn it. And then you can get into this flow which is Got the it. state where you're like just loving it and you just feel great. It's healing. You're present. And it has, you know, just tons of, of, of mental and spiritual benefits, but also the physical ones as probably most people know of like the balance 
prevention of falls, um, strengthening, and you know a little bit of flexibility. Um, not as much as yoga, but there's you know some some stances and whatnot that. Um, but just movement in general just gets the joints moving, so it's great for arthritis. Um, and then there's also studies on blood pressure and everything else. It's kind of a whole laundry list of benefits, so you can't really go wrong. Well, I love what you said about nature because as PTs, one of the first things we learn is to like measure in this like real linear world, right? And, and we, don't really, we don't really live in that world, but that's what we're, we're taught to measure. That's what we're taught to objectify. And that's the same thing with the, the Pilates work and the diatonic work that we do. It's much more of a, about a, a, a flow and rhythm than like, uh, uh, than this like real kind of mechanical motion, biomechanical motion. Um, so I, that really was something that stuck out with what you said. And any PTs that we, we all, we all know how mechanical we're trained, we're trained. And again, I love that. Now, I want to share a little bit of, of something with my story of how I learned of Tai Chi at first. And, and you and I have talked about this, but this is not something anyone else probably knows. So I wanted to share this because I think Tai Chi was a, a vital part of my career or my um, my getting to Pilates, but not because I did it, but because I had a, a teacher. And I was in PT school in the 90s, 96 through 98 back in New Orleans. And I had a teacher and, and she was tough, man. And she was a neuro teacher and she was a hard teacher. And uh, I didn't really like, I can't say I liked her that much because of how hard she was. And, you know, she, she scared me a little bit with how hard she was. But she was, she was the first person I'd ever heard of Tai Chi from. And when she would go into talking about Tai Chi, she went from this like hard ass into this really like chill lady. And I was like, whoa, what's the difference here? What's going on? But she was talking about how she would do Tai Chi in the neuro population. Uh, whether they were and the amputee population, because those were the two things that she spent time working with. So I never spent much time like with her as like a, like I never worked in those settings. So I never saw her work with patients, but she always would go to a different place. She changed physically when she started talking about Tai Chi. When she started talking about regular PT stuff, she turned into this like kind of like, like kind of tough lady, right? So I, I found that interesting, and I just took note of that. And I, I don't even know if I went into that detail with you when we talked. But it was the first person that had really done something very different than just traditional PT. And here she was teaching us, yes, I'm a PT, but, yeah, I do Tai Chi as well. So fast forwards for me to about 2001, and I heard and found out about Pilates for the first time. And when I heard and found out about Pilates, I thought back to my experience with that teacher, that professor, and how she used it in a way that wasn't what anyone expected. So I immediately said, I can take Pilates, learn it, learn it in my body, and what I learn in my body, then apply it to other people, teach other people. And that's exactly what I did. So I'm really happy that, that she exposed me to Tai Chi. Now, I never did it or anything with her, but it was just, again, a, a passion that she talked about enough that it resonated. It, it, I remembered that more than anything else about this teacher. I don't even remember her name, but I remember she was the Tai Chi teacher, right? So that was really beneficial for me. You know, I'm a big dude and like, I'm a big athlete and Pilates, it's a lot of like old dancers who are tiny people. And so like, I don't really fit the mold of what I look like and the, the method, right? But I love my teacher taught me that you can learn something and provide it and serve it to your clients no matter what it is and some are going to love it and some aren't but you got to kind of pick your battles 
so for me, I've chosen to pick my battles by specializing and, and being Pilates as being a part of my treatment plan. Everyone knows that when they come in, we're going to be teaching them Pilates through the process. Um, and then there's a point where I let them go and move them over to work with my trainers. But if it weren't for this process through um, school and hearing about it, I'm not sure I would have been so open to Pilates whenever I did hear about it uh, several years later when it became, again, a big part of my life. So I was a PT first, got exposed to Pilates. It changed everything I did. You had all these interesting chapters to get to PT school, did PT school, and then since then have been able to pick and choose what you want to pull from all those chapters to be a part of what you're doing every day now. And I think that's really cool, and I think that's really awesome. Um, and, again, that's just my summary of what I've heard today. But you told me some new s chapters today that we didn't talk about in our last conversation, and I, I, I love that, and I, I think that's cool. Now, you mentioned a few things. You mentioned um, your Tai Chi and your online Tai Chi stuff, and you mentioned some uh, some life coaching or health coaching. Was it health coaching? Is that what you said? Health so coaching. Tell me a little bit about, like, what what the difference is of like being a PT or being versus when you're being a health coach? What how does that different? What does that look like? Yeah, so well in North Carolina too, the the laws are a little bit strict um, as far as what you can do as a as a health coach. Um, so you have to be kind of careful here. But um, but in general, what I do with people is my my PT. I usually I usually see people through either PT. They either come to see me for that or they see me through um, the Tai Chi. And so the health coaching is something that I kind of um, introduce to people that, especially with chronic pain, because the thing is, is with chronic pain, there's a lot of other factors than just the mechanical. Now I still, you know, it's still important to address the mechanical because mostly, you know, who doesn't have some sort of impairment that, you know, can be addressed. So, so we look at the mechanical, but then um, if, if they need more than that, then what I do is I, I introduce them to the, the health coaching as well. And so I'm trained in, in what's called functional medicine. Um, and so it's uh, basically this idea that we don't look at necessarily the diagnoses. I mean, we take those into account, but those are just, those are like the, they, they describe it as like a tree. And those are the branches. Those are all the, all the diagnoses that people have. But it's the roots underneath is what causes all those diseases. Yeah. And so if we can, if we can actually get to the, the root of the problem, then we don't have to focus on diagnoses or prescribing or any of that stuff. We can just focus on balancing all the, all the systems of the body. And so in functional medicine, they divide it into several systems, such as assimilation, energy, biotransformation, and then structural integrity, and so on and so forth. And so we, we look at all these systems in the body. And in the um, and then also the contextual of the, the mind, and we look at nutrition, we look at um, sleep, hydration. Um, if they're taking any supplements, take you know what what kind of things are that what's that doing, um, and then their history too, as far as their family history. And so we look at everything. So it's kind of like where PT was going, but this is like even even more um, specific. And so we go through any past trauma and, you know, people can, you know, relay what they want. But the more that we can figure out, um, the more it paints this picture to where we can actually see what's going on at a very, very deep level. And therefore, we can get people at, to a very, very high level. And so if people just want to get their knee feeling better, that's one thing. And that's fine. I'll say, OK, come to me for PT. But if they're willing to look at their nutrition, especially and look at some other stuff 
then they can actually get to even a higher level because even even though you know their knee might be feeling better, they still might be miserable based on you know some other stuff going on. And so it's a way, yeah. So it's just a way that I can help people even more so um, by looking at even more, and um, and we guide and we help guide people so that they become um, active participants and they feel like they know what to do. Um, and yeah, it's 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 just a really comprehensive program that I usually usually goes for twelve weeks at the minimum. And it's a way that people can be accountable for getting um, a lot of lifestyle factors because a lot of times these things in, are all combining to cause uh, inflammation, oxidative stress, and an impaired immune system. And so those are the foundations of what usually causes diseases from a functional medicine perspective. Got and it. there's ways to balance those conservatively, um, especially through lifestyle and nutrition. And, and so this is a program that goes 12 weeks. Is this virtual? Is this in clinic? What's, what, or is it a combination? How does that work? Yeah, right now it's 100% online because it's, I have, and it's really nice because, uh, especially now, because people can't, you know, get out. But yeah, but yeah, so what I have is I have, um, you know, depending on what we need, you know, we, we do an initial consult and then we do four to five more um, one-on-one visits um, through telehealth. Um, but then what they have is um, every week they get a new module on some sort of lifestyle or um, some sort of um, thing that we've talked about. And they get a new module every week. So there's 12 weeks where they're constantly being engaged on how to address sleep patterns, how to address nutrition, how to, you know, cut, cut out their cravings for sugar, how to cut out caffeine if they want, you know, and all the way up to how to deal with chronic pain through pain science. So we kind of like, it's, it's kind of like a, a comprehensive thing that looks at not just the structures, but everything as well. And, um, and then people have 24 access to me as well. Um, Cause the, the platform I use, um, there's a chat function. They can just send me a chat and then I, I answer them. And so they have this, this support that people need. So it's a, that's why this, that's where the coaching part comes in is where, you know, they go to a doctor, they give them a prescription. They say, all right, see you in a couple months or a year or whatever. But here I can help them um, kind of go through with what their doctor even said um, and then help them actually manage, help them go through. But then, you know, we dig even deeper than just the symptoms. So they'll, they'll be able to address their symptoms, but then they'll actually, with me, they'll, they'll be able to balance the underlying systems in their body so that they don't continue to have these uh, flare-ups or whatever they're having. So the accountability seems like a big part of that and a real big uh, player as far as kind of keeping them moving forward at a time. Now, let me, let me back up. Is this, are these people that are typically going come from PT into this program or are you finding these people not through PT or a combination? Uh, both. Yeah. So some people I'll have in combination, some people I'll have um, instead of PT. Um, and then some people, you know, cause sometimes if they're, if like, say, say they're just getting over some back pain, uh, maybe I'll just show them an exercise to help with prevention and then go through the deeper stuff of, of you know, if they're also having digestive issues or they have chronic fatigue or they have um, uh, any, any host of, of, the, of, uh, of symptoms can be helped. Even if they aren't cured, you can actually, you can help them at least through lifestyle, nutrition, and looking at some of these other practices like adding in meditation and I can guide, I guide people through that. So I'm kind of like a one-stop shop to where you can get all these things to, if you want. And, um, you know, and then I have the option for just PT if you want that too. Although, you know, I still add in some of the stuff, but we don't go as depth, especially with nutrition. We don't go into as depth. Um, uh, but 
that might be changing too. I'm, I'm still kind of seeing what works. Um, but right now it's, it's really awesome that I can just focus with, with one thing and people know what they're getting. So if they do the health coaching, they know they're getting one-on-one support every day, modules every week if they want, you know, and then also one-on-one visits with me as well. And so that's, it's, it's really comprehensive where the PT is good too. Um, but, um, and you know, people can always contact me too whenever they want, but, um, but yeah. And then, um, so, and then I have the Tai Chi program too, where I teach people usually the traditional yang style form. And so the yang style, it's usually, there's, there's several forms you can learn. So you can learn the eight movement form, the 16, the 24, which was the, this is the most popular, um, but then I also teach the 40 movements and then also 103 movements, which is the original. This is thought, thought of as the original Yang style, um, the long form. But yeah, they broke it. They broke it down because people were like, ah, I can't, you know, it takes it, it took me the better part of a year to learn the, the 103. I kind of did it at my own pace. But um, but yeah, so uh, they kind of broke it down. So the 24, but I usually start people with the eight movement form because it has all the principles that you need. Um, it has all the principles of Tai Chi and then you learn a lot of the movements without worrying about the complex ones at first. Got so, it. Yeah. But yeah, then my weekly classes, I have also the Tai Chi fit and which is a great introduction if you've never done Tai Chi before, because then you learn all the movements, you know, they're not perfect, but they're, they're good enough to be safe. And also you get all the benefits of Tai Chi without having to learn complex routines. But, you know, people tend to like, you know, then they, they get it and they're like, okay, now I want to learn some that I can know for myself. And so that's when they go into the, the tight, the traditional Tai Chi. So, but the, the great thing is, is they usually stay. So instead of starting off with 20 and ending with two, I usually start off with two and then it grows into 20 because people already know some of the movements in their body. They've already been kind of introduced and they don't feel stressed and they, they feel the benefits. So they're like, oh yeah, I know this helps. So I'm going to do this. That makes sense. Now, let me ask you this, because I think this is a question that it, it's a really uh, popular question when it comes to the Pilates and PT world. But do more people find you for Tai Chi or do more people find you for PT? Yeah, more people find me for Tai Chi because I do. Th- well, up until this week, I'm doing th- well, this week, too, included. I do three live stream full classes a week on Facebook and YouTube and on Zoom. And so I've been doing that since COVID started, uh, the, you know, the, the, the quarantine started. Yeah. Um, and so then that just, yeah, really increased my, um, my reach to people. So people really found me on, especially like some of my old friends that, you know, hadn't seen in years, you know, they still friends on Facebook. They, they put it on my personal page so they'd see it. Um, and so, yeah, people usually find me through Tai Chi. Um, but you know, so that some big news is my wife's pregnant and she's due next week. So oh, yeah, <laughs> I, don't right. know, I think I might have told you that it's been a few weeks, but uh, but yeah, so now it's, it's coming. <laughs> That's awesome, man! That's con- some congratulations and uh, get ready. Uh, this is your second, correct? Yep. Yeah, we have a three-year-old girl, son, and then we have a boy on the way. So <laughs> uh, that'll be fun. I have two boys, uh, eleven and fourteen, and. It doesn't take long for them to go from one and three to eleven and fourteen. That's what's that's what's crazy. It's like, yeah, wow, how did that happen so fast? So, well, well, Adam, man, I really appreciate you coming on today. And and again, Tai Chi is something that that I know is new to many people. I've known about it for twenty five years, but it's still not something that I'm familiar with. But I know when I talk about mindfulness and mindful movement, 
there's only a handful of disciplines that fall into that these days. And Tai Chi is definitely one of those. Um, and so that's a big part. Like, again, we, we, we say we're a Pilates studio. But we really talk about the mindfulness. You know, we have a class that we taught for two, three years called Mindful Movement Monday. And it was a free class on Facebook we did live every Monday for just you know, 10 minutes just to show do a little training that people could go along with in their desk or anywhere they were in the world. And that mindfulness is the, is the piece. And that's going to continue to allow me to meet more people like you and draw us together because that's what drew me to you is that we're talking about how we can collaborate with our Pilates and, and Tai Chi world uh, with some of the, 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 my new website, the Pilates to thrive where I'm selling memberships and I want to offer not just Pilates uh, videos, but I want to offer Tai Chi videos and yoga videos and other things. And that's really how we've been getting the discussion or having discussions it's over that. But it's because of the mindfulness that led to us to come together. And it's, it's awesome because there's so many people just doing their plot. They're doing a PT and they're doing it great. But there's just like the vast majority of PTs in the outpatient realm are doing it so similar. And I've created my own unique way of doing things. You've created your own unique way of doing things. And I think we need more PTs out there doing our own unique thing because our own unique things are going to survive better than the PT field in this pandemic and the crazy world that are coming that's happening. Um that's just my talk, my thought and take because it's been, I've seen it for 20 years in my business that people know more about Pilates than PT. And they're more, they show up here for Pilates. Um, I had a conversation with a lady uh, just yesterday and she reached out, left, left us a message and I spoke to her and she's already scheduled an appointment with a PT and it's for her son. And we were talking and she's like, okay, well, the reason I reached out to you is because y'all have Pilates. So can you tell me about your Pilates program and how, you know, what you're going to do is uh, with, with your program is going to be different than the guy down the street. And she'd already expressed frustration, like that she was concerned about coming in because I didn't take her insurance. Um, but I went ahead and had a discussion on how I could help her son, who's a competitive uh, volleyball player, and how I could help him. And listening to her story and what did he, he needed help with and then saying, well, this is how I would implement Pilates into the mix of what I would do. And then after having a conversation with her for 10 minutes, 15 minutes on what they needed and how I could help them, what sold her was not my PT. It was it was Pilates. And she's like, OK, so she signed up for a, a free assessment uh, in a couple of days, I think on Friday. Well, I don't know. Today, I think today's Wednesday. My days are off. Yeah. In a couple of days. And I'm excited to see her because I, I love working with kids and I think I'll hit it off great with him. Um, but at the same time, I know they've already seen another PT that they didn't, he didn't hit it off with and they're going to see another PT as well. And now the reason they they're even called me was because the one word in my, my title of my business is Pilates and the son wouldn't have called me, but the mom called me. Right. So whenever I'm doing the mom, whenever the mom is, I'm sorry, the son is in here and we're doing his assessment, the mom is going to be the one listening. I hope the son is interested in what I'm offering and wants to sign up for my plan. But the mom is also someone that I'm targeting as a potential future client because she's going to be in that target audience and age of my ideal client. Her son, I always say I target the mom. And then by knowing the mom and getting to know the mom, I can work with the sons very frequently. Um, but this is a scenario, if it weren't for Pilates in her name, I'm, I'm confident she wouldn't have called me. And when I called her, I was a, day, I was a little late getting back to her just because things are crazy. And I, I missed that phone call. And I called her and I said, look, I'm very sorry for, for getting back to you, you know, later than I would have. 
And she goes, oh, well, I've already scheduled another appointment. And I said, okay, well, then I don't want to waste any more of your time. And she says, well, wait, can you tell me a little bit about your, your program? So, again, I was in a situation where I was about to hang out and just let her go because she had scheduled someone to go somewhere else. But by me then taking the time to talk to her, communicate with her, and, again, there was something different that I offered that none of the other people that they were going to call was going to offer. Now, we'll see what ha- how it happens or how it goes with this kid in a few days. But I feel more comfortable that between him or his mom or his brother or his sister or his dad, that someone in that family is going to resonate with what we're doing here. And they may not become a client right away, but I think that someone will eventually. And again, that's kind of this long-term game that I like to play, but it's all based on people finding me for Pilates. They're like, oh, wait, I need PT, but oh, wait, you do Pilates too? That opens a different door and a different loop in their brain. Um, Because people still don't know what therapy is they still don't know what we do as a whole our, our profession is, is still lost with its ability to communicate a message a clear message of what we do because we do so much that no one knows anything uh my friends don't have any idea i wore scrubs today for the first time in forever and my neighbors when they see me in scrubs they're gonna be like what the hell are you wearing scrubs and i'm gonna say because i'm a physical therapist and they're gonna be like oh you're a physical therapist because they're not even gonna know because it's a conversation we haven't discussed because if they're asking me what i do I'm telling them about how I can help people. I'm not telling them I'm a, I'm a PT because they don't generally know what it is. So that's a little tangent about that. But I had a feeling you were going to say Tai Chi, and that's why I asked. And you uh, you said what I was expecting. And, again, you, the story you gave about it was exactly why, what I see on my side in a different discipline, but a similar idea. So, Adam, anything else you want to add into the mix or of what we've talked about? I'm going to have to wrap it up here. Yeah, no, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, for anyone out there, you know, just I hope you find, um, if you need help, then I hope you find someone that does incorporate this type of mindfulness into their practice so that they can help you at a deeper and higher level. And then also, um, if any uh, clinicians or or, um, teachers are are watching too, then consider uh, getting into some of this thing, uh, some of these things. You know, it doesn't matter what, you know, just try to expand and grow especially anything with mindfulness in it is going to be key. And that's right. That's and right. I wish you all, yeah. And then that way you can come from that level, even if you don't have, even if you don't teach it, you know, you still have that level that people will respond to. So. Sure. And it's an energy and it's a vibration that people resonate with or they don't. And guess what? The ones that don't resonate with it, I'm happy for them to go because I'd rather focus on the people that do resonate with it. And, and, and so that's a very strong, um, feeling that we have at our studio it's very very vital to keep that that energetic feeling as well so and again that's a that's a phrase and a word that scares a lot of pts you start talking about energy and vibration but that's something that really makes a big difference in our world when it comes to the the people that we're attracting into our business and the people that become our long-term clients and the people that we can really serve on a on a true deep level so um for people that want to reach out to you, I know we've, we've mentioned a few things about your websites and whatnot. Uh, what's the best way for someone to reach out to you if they would like to find out more information about you or your programs? Yeah, the easiest way is to just go to my main website, beginwithbreath.com. Perfect. Perfect. All right. right. That's what, that's what yeah. I flashed up earlier in the, uh, in the podcast. So, all right, man. Well, look, I appreciate your time. I, uh, I'm, I'm excited that uh, to learn more about the stories and again the chapters, the different chapters that that, that 
that bring us to where we are. And we need those chapters in so many places, in so many ways, I should say, to get to where we want to go. And you're able to really help people on many levels that we as PTs, we're kind of refined. We're, we're taught to help people on one one level. And I feel like I can help people on a way different level because of the mindfulness that I incorporate with my business and the questions that they ask me because I'm willing to go there, like the conversations that we have. So I only I know you have great conversations with your clients and they trust in you in a way that they don't trust in many other practitioners or any other practitioners out there. And so that's a testament of something really uh, special for what you're doing, man, and I love hearing about it. So with that said, thanks a bunch for your time. And uh, you and I will be chatting soon about uh, our collaboration. And uh, thanks again. And uh, we'll chat on the flip side, my man. All right. Thanks a lot. I'll see you soon. Yeah. Take care, man. See you. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, could you do us a favor and leave some love and write us a review? My name is Stephen Dunn. I help physical therapists incorporate Pilates into their physical therapy practice. If you would like more information, on how you can incorporate Pilates into your physical therapy practice, then like my Facebook page, Pilates for PTs.